I wish I was able to communicate this to you. But for some reason, I just this is a concept that I just have so much trouble with communicating. Studying years of finance, I think it's done something to my brain to make this feel like it's a great idea. But when I communicate it, it honestly seems like a terrible idea. Like me even hearing my words back, I I feel like every time I say it, it's absolutely terrible, absolutely backwards. But something about it just kind of makes sense. And this is one of those areas where I just have to go into the realms of being completely the uneducated part of the Uneducated Investor podcast and just go into uneducated mode because that's the only way I can get this off my chest. I think most people should go in debt. Now, by no means, do not get into debt after this, but I think for the sake of the podcast, I think you should get in debt. I really do. I think you should get close to bankruptcy levels of debt. I honestly do. It just makes sense, right? Like, think about going day to day with just a surplus of money. No, go in debt. Owe somebody some money. It really makes sense. And I think it makes sense, as a lot of finance people listening to this podcast have learned, is when it comes to really investing money, to really making your money work for you, money works so much better when you're investing other people's money. Matter of fact, the only reason you make money for yourself is so you can leverage that money to get more money from other people so you can invest that money. Now, so far, I know this doesn't really make sense, right? But I'm going to go over the three reasons why you should really go in debt and three ways you should really go in debt. So the first way is, and as I'm trying to organize my thoughts while making a podcast, really weird. But the first reason you should go in debt is the reason that you shouldn't go in debt. I know, confusing. But if you think about debt and you think about like a debt product, like a credit card, right? it's revolving credit, you use a credit card, you get points and all that jazz, right? And you really think about what a credit card is and what a company has from a credit card. Like when you think about Visa and MasterCard, like how they really make money, right? They charge the small business, you know, a bit of money to have them use the credit card products. And they kind of make money off of you when you don't pay your card back. So the genesis and the real key for Visa and MasterCard making money is the fact that most people are going to pay them interest fees from having these credit balances get bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, when you think about it like that way, you're like, wow, credit cards only exist because most people are bad at money. At the same time, credit cards are great. They're a great tool. And I think companies probably make a lot of money off of the amount of data that they're generating from these credit cards. Think about all the times you go to a bank and it's able to tell you what your food selections are or like they can tell you, oh, this is in the food category. Oh, this is in the fuel category or this is a rent expense. And now they're able to automatically categorize that. Visa has all of this data in his back office on all these purchases over North America or Europe, even if it's using Europe, has all this information. Think about how much of a gold mine that data is for 
anybody trying to sell anything. That's worth a lot. Honestly, that type of data is worth a lot of money. And I'm sure they're probably making money off that somehow, some way. But overall, most people, most people are probably bad with debt. They probably carry huge balances on their credit card. And because of that, it makes me reluctant to make a podcast like this. But this is an investing podcast. So I'm assuming a lot of this audience is pretty comfortable, pretty familiar, pretty knowledgeable about debt. And they're probably great with it. Anyways, number two, this is the second reason I think you should go in debt, which is the actual reason, is because when I think about the concept of debt, I really think about this, right? If you make, let's say, after everything you spend in the year, you have 10 grand left to your name, $10,000, right? You take that $10,000 you put in the stock market, you invest it, and you make the average return, let's say, of 10%. So that $10,000 earns you about $1,000 in the stock market after investing. That's great. That's awesome. That's a world where you didn't take any debt. Now, think about a world where instead of investing that $10,000, you leverage the fact that you have $10,000, and then you get a loan for 30 40 50 let's say 50000 No, no, no. Let's say 20000 because there's just double the amount that you have. So instead of $10,000, you have $30,000 to invest. Now, of course, that $20,000 isn't free. They're probably going to have to pay an interest rate. And with interest rates at all-time lows, you'll probably have to take a 4%, pay 4% interest for borrowing that twenty grand for the year. So 4% of twenty grand, I think that's around, is that $800? Is my math right? I don't think that's $800. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's $800. Why am I doubting my math? I'm the math god. Anyways, you're paying $800 to buy 20 grand, which you have 30 grand to invest in total. So instead of making $1,000 off of your investments, now you're making $3,000 because 10% of 30 grand is $3,000. $3,000 minus $800 still gives you a nice $2,200 profit which means you've doubled the amount of profit that you made. Now think of what just happened there. You had 10 grand, and instead of using that 10 grand to just invest, you're using that 10 grand to pay interest. Now imagine that instead of borrowing 20 grand, you borrowed an amount so that the whole 10 grand went into interest. Think about that concept. How much could the maximum you could borrow be? And we'll just do a simple calculation. But if you do five, let's do 10,000 divided by 0 0.04, which is 4%. Technically, if you borrowed $250,000 right? You would only have to pay 10 grand a year in interest at 4% interest. Now, you might think that's an absurd concept. It's like, why would I pay my whole paycheck in interest? That just doesn't make any sense. And honestly, you're kind of right. It really doesn't make sense. That's, that's an insane amount of money per year to be paying an in interest. However, 
we do already kind of have debt products like that, don't we? And that brings me to this number two that I'm really talking about is think about what a mortgage is really trying to do. Think about the concept of a mortgage and what that financial product is doing. It's essentially saying, hey, for the next 25 or 30 years, a.k.a. your whole working life, your whole working existence, you can borrow this amount of money, this much money, as long as you pay your whole leftover profit after all your expenses that you've made, you pay all of that money to your mortgage interest. The mortgage is basically just a financial calculation that says if you instead of in paying your money to invest, pay it to the interest to have you invest. Does what I'm making make sense? Does it make sense? Because when I found this out, my, my mind was like, my mind expanded for some reason. Because all of a sudden, I realized that the mortgage product is them just letting you leverage the amount of money you're going to make in your life, your whole life, into buying a house. So all of a sudden, for $25,000, you can borrow $500,000. For $50,000, you can borrow a million dollars, essentially. It's an insane, ingenious financial tool that really helps spur economic growth. And if before you thought going into debt was a bad idea, how about going into debt to buy a house? It's, it's honestly, they're giving you a lot of money. We're at the lowest interest rates we've ever seen in North America. And you can really win off of appreciation. Because remember, if you were to invest, let's say you invested 10 grand into a house, houses appreciate by like 5% per year. So that 10 grand would turn into 10,500, right? A 10 grand house isn't going to get you a lot. But if that house is really worth 100,000, now 100,000 house going up 5% is 105,000. All of a sudden, the $10,000 investment made you 5,000 extra dollars. That's a 5x return. That's insanity. Insanity. And that's what the magic of a house can do. Now, still, argument number two on why you should go to debt. Think about another area that where we leverage how much you make in the future. And then you'll pay it off from the investment returns. Another error we're kind of seeing that happen is with college degrees, particularly in America. If you go to like an out of state college in America, those fees add up so fast. My goodness, there's a lot of places that will, with a smile on their face, charge you 20 grand per year and ask you cash credit or debit and how you're paying 20 grand. And at the end, you come out with this fat loan of around 100K. And you're asking yourself, how am I ever going to pay this off? Especially with the state, sometimes they do like five to 6% interest rates. Insanity, absolute insanity. But if you picked a really intelligent degree, maybe you went into, you know, software engineering, or you went into like a school that really specializes in finance and they had great finance placements after, you can see that. Even though the degree costs 100K, if your first job you land is a consulting job that pays you around 150,000, well, you can pay that degree off over like five to six years. And realistically, 
a degree is trying to leverage the future amount of money that you're making. You know, you're paying for this debt product now, and it's going to pay you in the future through investing in your education. I think these are one of the two greatest debt products of all time. And of course, college degrees getting a terrible rep because if you take 100K to study philosophy or psychology, then you're giving yourself a big L. But if you take it to get into a job that has great entry level prospects where you only need a four years bachelor degree and you can make over 100K, well, then a degree becomes very, very, very smart decision. And now we're at the level three part. The level three part is more of the experimental phase of, you know, borrowing money. And for me, I think when I think about really going into debt, this is the area where I want to talk to my debt handling experts out there because I think there's a lot of money to be made here. Now, of course, as an educated investor podcast, this is not a recommendation, but this level three is an area where a lot of people can make a lot of money in. And I think the third level of the great debt products you can take are one, the promotional balance transfers. So a lot of credit cards will offer you, hey, you can borrow your credit limit. So if your credit limit is 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, whatever it is, you can borrow that credit limit for 12 months and only pay like 3% interest. Now, a savvy investor will say, hmm, 3% interest, I pay them. And then the market's out here offering 10% interest oh, wow, I can make like that difference of like 7% and take that money and make way more than I could just by myself, right? It's ingenious. However, obviously, if you miss a month or if after 12 months you don't pay it back, it goes back up to your credit card interest rate, which is like 20%. Insanity. Only an insane person would do that. I think this is a great product if you're able to keep track of your credit, if you're able to pay your bills on time, if you have a surplus of money. Promotional balance transfers are great. And at the beginning of this year, I had around a 30K net worth. If I didn't invest anything, it'd probably be um, probably be around 60K just because of my job situation. I'd probably save around 20 to 30K every year. And then investing in that area, it'll be even more. This year, my net worth is like, over like 100k and that's because i was able to borrow like 30k invest it into the market and then from those returns i basically made all that 30k back and then i just paid it back on my credit cards it worked out perfectly for me but then again a lot of times if you know you mess up in the market you could lose all that money that you borrowed and then you're on the hook for that. And then obviously the credit cards go back up to instead of the 3% interest rate, their promotion ends and it goes back to 20%. So obviously it's really high risk, which is why I say that's for debt experts only. And I'm not recommending that, even though it is a third level of why you should go into debt. Another reason why you should go into debt and another great debt product that I think is great for investors is the RRSP loan. Now this, mm, I, the more I read about this and the more I'm learning about this, just a phenomenal product. So in the US, you have 401ks. It basically helps you defer your taxes, right? So you don't pay tax on the money you put into this tax deferred shelter. Now in the, in the States, you have to use a 401k through your company. In Canada, we have RSPs and we don't necessarily have to do it through our company, which is great. So I would put like 10 grand into an RSP. The taxes are deferred. 
And then that means that basically I get 30% of that money back in my RSP. I get it back during tax time as a tax return, right? So I put 10 grand in, I get three grand out and a tax return time. Amazing product. Now, instead of putting my own money into RSPs, a lot of companies, if you use their RSP, they'll give you an RSP loan. So for 3%, I can get them to invest in their investment products, which of course, you know, it's like uh, 3%, that's a, that's a lot of money. Like 3% out of 10 grand is $300, I think. At the same time, if the market goes up 10%, then you just made $1,000 minus the difference gives you an end balance of $700. They're using other people's money to make you money. And some of these places will give you up to $150,000 max to invest. That's literal insanity. Like, like, no, think about it. Think about how insane that is. If you had $150,000 of someone else's money, if the market goes up 10%, that's 15K you just made. Or just imagine this year where the market went up 30%, that'd be 45,000K that you just made using someone else's money. That's why I think the RSP loan is an insanely great product. And I think this is something I'm definitely going to be utilizing this year. Before, I was always like, eh, it's not really that great of a product. Like, I can just put my own money in RSP. Now, I'm like, okay, this product is absolutely amazing. And of course, I know what you're saying. The market doesn't always go up every year. But on average, it goes up around 8% or 10% if you're not thinking about inflation. Um, I think it's just a phenomenal product. And I'm definitely going to be using it this year. And as always, the best and most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor never stops learning. Are you a fan of debt? Do you think debt is a good idea? Or do you think you should avoid debt like the plague? In my personal opinion, I see all the people who got houses 2010, 2012 are absolutely killing it. And that's because they're allowed to get debt. You see all these millionaire real estate investors. They're just debt in debt out their wazoos, but they realize that it's like one of the easiest ways to make money is just by borrowing and borrowing and borrowing more money. And I think a lot of these debt products is how you actually amplify your money, especially as you start to get in your early career, 25, 26, you start understanding how to use these debt products early. And because of that, Ooh, child, you are going to be able to amplify your returns. And it was Flight Crew. That's it for this one. And we, Flight Crew, how to take off. Yeah.